Hello, that's an amazing talk you've just given there. There is a whole lot of stuff that you've done which is amazing and as an educator I'm sitting here going, that to me seems like many hours of work for you a to little put it bit. together. <laughs> so can you, can you estimate how much time it's taken you to put that together actually? If I'm asked that, I actually don't think I could answer. I don't have any idea. It's work in progress. It, it did take an, a, a huge amount of time to put together. Um, I, I, I started working on it before it went live, uh, um, but only about six months before, and my, my children know large amounts about it because there's quite a lot was uh, midnight oil before it went live. Um, but they, they can talk and they've drawn sketches about various <laughs> components of it, bless them. But yeah, no, it was a lot of work. That wasn't very helpful, I'm sorry, but it's very difficult to estimate. I find it interesting that you used a human scenario. Um, and do you think that to teach the process? Initially, well, I, I, it's just one of the assessments to begin with. I think, as I think, when people come onto a program like that, they're very reticent. They're really worried that everybody's going to know more than them. They know differently, and so I just wanted to take everyone into the same place, put them on a level playing field, and then also it has the added benefit of the fact that we've got huge amounts of information, and it's a practical scenario everyone can relate to. So I was nervous because I thought you're facing people that have paid good money to, to join an educational program about small animal medicine, and suddenly you're facing them with that, whether I'd get a bad reaction. So I did it with a little bit of trepidation, but actually they took it on board really well, and it did work. It served a purpose. They started discussing the scenario and giving out that they hadn't really got enough information. And it gives you something then to work with and showing them why, why you might structure things differently. I wanted to do that in our program and receive some pushback from faculty who said, oh, they only want animal cases to look at. But maybe in your case, doing it at a post-grad level. I, yeah, I was going to say that. I think you possibly... Well, you. You have a tolerant audience in some ways, but then they are, they're, they're also quite critical because they know that they're paying to achieve an end. But I think, I think that if you can bring them along with it and they can see why, and actually this year was great because Carolina did a little intro with the, with the guys that came on, on site and, and said that once people know why they're doing something, they're pretty, they're pretty open. Um, that was absolutely incredible. Thank you very much. Um, it's a very practical question for you. I work yeah. with students that have a very wide range of academic ability as undergraduates. And so I was very interested in your peer-to-peer -peer learning. And I wondered when the students get into groups, do you allocate them according to academic ability or do you allow them to, to just... I don't, I don't allow them to do anything the because we set the groups up online. So we... We don't have any real protocol, but what we try and do is if we, we try and balance it, if I think there's going to be people that have very different, if they, I might have had a few new graduates, I'd make sure that I spread them out. I try and balance up so that I have a mix in the groups. Um, this time I knew that I had actually quite challenging, got an ex-member ex of staff that had been teaching clinical reproduction for years but has gone to practice and wanted to retrain more in medicine. I was thinking, gee, but I've paired them up with somebody that I knew was actually quite advanced, so they've got somebody to, as a sparring partner. So I try and do it that way, um, but I haven't got it. I, 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 
they can't adjust because they just they just can see their group. There's a there's an overall discussion board if there are queries and things like that that they can all chip into or an online cafe that they can chat in. But they all have then their discussion groups where they're with six or seven other students. Now, last year I found I mixed them slightly in the second module just so that they got a bit of variety and exposure to a wider variety of people, and that worked quite well. First of all, absolutely amazing work. Thanks. Great job. Um, how often is the course being offered, and how do people find out about it? How are you finding your learners? Um, it's, this is the second time it's run. It runs over a year, and the plan is that we'll, we'll have a, a short gap. It's constrained by UCD, the University College Dublin, when it can run. So it will run January, January, and then September, September, and, and do like that. So it's available on that basis. Initially, it was advertised more within the country, and then I took to be PSAVA to, to promote it. it. It's got um, accreditation as an alternative route to the advanced practitioner status. So I hope that once that's become more obvious by being translated into somebody applying for that, that then that then we'll get more applicants. But obviously, it's it it would it, at the moment it's set up for a maximum of about 30, 35 people because otherwise you wouldn't be able to manage the discussion groups. Um, so it has that limit. But at the same time, that's that's still plenty to be keeping me occupied. Yeah. Also, thank you for the great talk. Um, I may have missed it. I think the participants have to pay a certain amount. And yeah. Do you think you will ever, regarding the the large amount of work you had to to invest, do you ever think you that they will refund it in a certain way? And uh, the second question. Sorry, is that, I I, I'm, I'm, I so didn't understand that. Sorry. Do you think that in a certain way can the participants refund you somehow with regarding the the large amount of work you have? put in uh, and um, also regarding have you further plans for the course do you want to make it more international perhaps engage more people from abroad to manage these discussion groups to make it more open yeah I, I think that's interesting I mean I was I was given the remit from the, the head of school to develop it and I embraced it because although daunting to take it on yourself there's nothing more rewarding than only having yourself to be answerable to and do it how you want to which was actually really quite refreshing so it, it is it, it, it is born out of my my desire to do it that way so in that res respect there's been a lot of payback because it's nice to see the fruits of your labor and see a change in people's way of progressing and and education is really one of my main drivers so I found that really fascinating and it is rewarding you get a lot back from people um, in terms of how how to open it, it it is more international this time we've got people from quite a few more UK and Hong Kong and and a little bit more of a of a spread as the words got out, so I think that'll be interesting because it'll it'll hotten up the um, discussion groups and could change change the interaction quite a bit. So that'll be interesting. Um, in terms of making more widely available, then I'm slightly guided by the university and how they want to pursue things. Really, that's um, that's how it came about in the first place. I want to bring quite a few of the aspects and what I want to do actually is create a, a, a stream through the, the veterinary program is really what I want to be able to do, but I need to, I need to bring them around to that. But that's, that's my master plan. Thanks very much.